Hello again, I'm Alan Weiss, and this is The Uncomfortable Truth, and today I'm talking about certitude. Certitude means absolute conviction. It can also, of course, be absolute blindness. Talib, Nesem Talib, writes in The Black Swan, a terrific book, that no one thought there were any black swans. All they saw were white swans until someone saw a black swan, and then that changed the entire world view. A lot of people will tell you, especially on Facebook, that science is behind them. Science, it's said as if it's magical, as if, well, it's the ultimate answer, as if, ah, it's certitude. But science used to deal with eugenics. Science ignored the importance of hand washing for a long time. Science is no guarantee of certitude either. There's a phrase, I don't know who said it, I can't take credit, but it goes like this. There are none so corrupt as those who are morally certain. And of course, Billy Joel writes in Shades of Grey, God save me from arrogant men. Everything used to be black and white, but Shades of Grey are the only colors I see now. Ironically, with so much noise around us, so much communication, so much being said, we listen less than ever. Confirmation bias has swept us away. We only want to listen and quote what agrees with us. We don't want to think about anything that doesn't. We become more and more certain on less and less evidence. A hundred years from now, they'll be writing about this. The social scientists will have a field day. The Duke lacrosse players didn't rape anyone in that famous case. But a lot of people were certain they did. The woman who made the claim, of course, turned out to be having a history of prostitution and who invented the story of rape. Al Sharpton jumped in and believed her without any evidence, believed her without any qualification, any hesitation. The school believed her. And of course, the district attorney, he rigged and withheld evidence to make them guilty. And he was later fired and disbarred. They all had a great deal of certitude to the extent that they didn't have to check evidence or facts or they would make up facts to support their certitude. But the the lacrosse players had a tough time anyway, didn't they? Other people's certitude can still ruin you even when it's false and wrong and malicious. So many people were certain. A minority woman... Privileged white guys. I mean, what else could it have been, right? We were certain about a lot of things. I've talked before about an interesting fish called a celecanth. Scientists were certain that it had disappeared, that it had failed the evolution test, and it was extinct for tens of millions of years. Nothing close. And then somewhere in the late 1930s, some fishermen in the Indian Ocean pulled up this strange thing. It was a fish, but clearly primitive even to them. And they smartly, wisely kept it, brought it to shore, and showed this thing to a a local expert. He couldn't believe it, but he showed it to still other people, and it was a celecanth. And today we know that celecanths are alive and well, as primitive as they were 30 million years ago, but swimming deep in the ocean. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. 
people were certain Hillary Clinton couldn't lose. And a lot of them still won't admit that she did. The Electoral College determines elections, not popular vote. Never has. If you don't like the system, change it. But no one bothered with a really sophisticated campaign because they were certain she would win. They were certain the Titanic was unsinkable. It didn't carry enough lifeboats for everyone. They were certain that women shouldn't vote. And look at Saudi Arabia today. Allowing women to drive under restricted circumstances is considered a huge social breakthrough. We're so certain that Trump is awful. And I will once again qualify this. I did not vote for Donald Trump. But we're so certain that Trump is absolutely awful, that he's anathema, that he can't do anything right, that we ignore the fact that we went from saber-rattling against North Korea and talking about nuclear annihilation to sitting down and talking. You can't convince me. I'm pretty certain that you could change my mind, maybe, that talking is not better than threatening. I think when people talk, it's always better. He happens to be fulfilling his campaign promises. So many people who win elective office do not. Now, you might not agree with those promises. I understand. But he's doing what he said he would do. It's no surprise. They choose to ignore that the economy is thriving. Every index is up at all classes of people. Take a look at uh, Steven Pinker's work. If you want to see evidence of this over the last 35 years in the longer term, but certainly recently. People want to ignore the fact that Melania Trump is a very intelligent, multilingual woman who's a businesswoman, who's stylish. Nobody wants to talk about that. They're so certain that Trump is evil. Our certitude about him or about anything else often blinds us to reality because it doesn't match our confirmation bias. And so what do we have in society today? Global warming went to climate change, and pretty soon it's going to go to universal discomfort as it gets more and more diluted. But if you don't agree with people, and the 99% of scientists, they claim you're a denier. And on the other side, if you do agree with them, but you have 99% of the scientists on your side, they're tree huggers. We have bleeding-heart liberals or right-wing fascists. We have entitled millennials and resentful boomers. You know, like the three monkeys with their hands over their eyes and their mouths and their ears. Or the classic kid who doesn't want to hear something and covers his or her ears and yells and yells and yells. Or an ostrich. All this is solipsism. It's denying the, the reality around us because we feel so certain and don't want to hear anything else. Well, feel free to be an ostrich. I'm going to be an eagle. And that, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>